0818 715 815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Lifeline. 51551, brace yourself for Sir own unbelievable figures. Alan O'Reilly is owner of Kelly and Cooper's. It's a restaurant, well known restaurant in Black Rock in uh, County Dublin. Alan, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Good afternoon. Okay. Tell, read out the figures and let people's jaw drop. Uh, the bill for 57 days was €38,250. That's your ESB bill? Yeah. And before that? I think the month before that was just under 3000 So this is for two months nearly? Yeah. It's by month now, I think, yeah. 38282 <laughs> And 91 cent. Yeah, I thought it was too fit. Yeah. They're kind of still processing it, but there you go. And it's not a mistake? No. It's not a mistake. And what are you going to do? Well, we're going to pay it. We have no option. I mean, and they have been quite fair about it. You know, they're saying, um, well, you can spread it out over possibly two years, you know. But I suppose January, February is our next bill, so we, we really need to know what that bill is going to be. Yeah. You know. I can say, oh, yeah, I'll pay you five grand a month on top or whatever, but sure, if the bills are coming in like that all the time, it's how do not going to ca- work. How do you catch up? Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was telling my brother, who's an accountant, about it, and uh, he tweeted it, apparently, on, on Friday or Saturday, I think. <sighs> and he was telling me it just went bananas on Twitter. It works out at 600, you're paying 671 euro and 63 cents a day for electricity. How big is Kelly and Cooper's? It's not that big. Don't forget, that's just the electricity bill with yeah, gas know. as well. I know, I know, I know. I'll get to that in a sec. But how many how many covers, how many tables do well, you we're, have? We're, we're a gastro pub, a pub and a restaurant. Okay. Uh, so I'd say downstairs we seat maybe 80 people and upstairs 30. So it's not that big. Yeah, and how long are you in business, Alan? Uh, we're here four years. Um, have you ever seen... I'm, I'm in the business 40 years. You okay. know, I, I haven't seen anything like the um, inflation that's going on at the minute, you know. Yeah. Your gas bill? Yeah, that went up. That was normally one six, It went up to 5500 Wow. So it went from 1600 to 5500 Yeah. In one jump? In one jump, yeah. Wow. That's a month. That's not bi-monthly, that's monthly. Cost of butter. Give us more examples. Cost of butter. Yeah, well, that's one thing I've noticed. Um, a £20 case of butter, that's 20 individual pounds, we were buying at €43 Euros okay. a case. And that's now gone up to €128 Euros a case. That's gone up threefold? <laughs> yeah, threefold. Butter has gone up threefold? Threefold, yeah. Everybody in the industry is talking about it, but, I mean, it was it's about... Six or seven months ago, this happened. It just started increasing, increasing, increasing. Now, I got somebody on the phone um, last week saying, look, I can get you a case of butter at 100 euros, you know. And I said, oh, really great. Let's do that. So, But uh, cream is the same. Cream is doubled in price. Milk has gone up. Uh, meat, nearly doubled in price. Um, uh, you know, ribeye, sirloin, yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff has just jumped up. Chickens, it's incredible. Chickens have gone like alubas. I don't know why chicken, and they're saying, oh, it's to do with the Ukraine war and feed and stuff like that. I don't know. But mm-hmm. everything has just gone up uh, crazy wise. And if you read the papers, the patients running about nine or ten. It's actually more than that, I think, certainly commercially. Sure, those, those percentages uh, are astronomical. Have you ever, you've never seen anything like this in four decades? No, never. Ever. And have you had to take anything off the menu? Adam, because yeah, yeah, we had to take ribeye off because, you know, in order to sell it um, at a reasonable price, uh, we were selling it for twenty six fifty, And, uh, you know, we put it up to 28 But then it just got so expensive. Uh, our accountant says we'd have to be charging 45 uh, right. just to get a small margin on it. And people don't want to pay that money, so we just took it off the menu. So you were, you ne- you were nearly going to have to double double the price yeah. of steak, ribeye yeah. steak. Yeah, because it actually, the price of the steak doubled itself, you know? Yeah. So when we're retailing it off, when we're selling it um, in, in the pub, 
that people don't want to pay that price for steak, so I took it off, you know. And I put on sirloin, and that's just gone through the roof as well. But uh, you, we can't just turn around and, uh, and double our prices or, or increase our prices because we have no customers, and that's the kind of the catch, you know. Have you worked out? Have you worked out what your new annual bill will be? Two hundred and fifty thousand if it yeah. keeps going the way it's going. It's going to be two. If you multiply your daily figure by three six five, it's two hundred and forty five thousand. Yeah. One hundred and forty four euro and ninety five cent. A quarter of a million just yeah. for electricity. Yeah. Can you survive? We're going to have to. I mean, I work eighty hours, ninety hours a week, seven days a week. You know, I have um, with 15 full-time, 10 part-time staff, 25 staff, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you can see the inflationary pressures. We've did two pay rises already this year. You know, people are paying rent. Their rents are going up. The price of food is going up. And it's making it very difficult for everybody. And well, that has a knock-on effect with people going out, you yeah, know. Of course. Because their disposable income isn't there, you know. So it'll be a very interesting first quarter next year, let me say. What do you mean? It's well, I think that, you know, uh, whatever, but this is December, yeah. and it's yeah. quieter than normal. Can you imagine what January and February is going to be like? Yeah. And you think this December is quieter? I certainly do, yeah. If I look yeah. back at the same time last year, it's quieter now. I mean, the next, the last two weeks, I suppose, is busy, but certainly I haven't seen it as quiet as this in a long time. Even yeah. with the restrictions last year, I think it was much busier. And since, I think it's since March, since the war in the Ukraine and the Brexit stuff, it's just gone, it's just gone nuts. Yeah. Um, The war in Ukraine. Well, that's all we're hearing from suppliers, you know. It's impossible to get anything in because of the war in the Ukraine and because of Brexit and all this kind of stuff, you know. Okay, that is very demoralising. But you're you're going to try and keep going. Of course, we're going to fight through. We have to... You know, we're pouring all our personal resources into it to keep it going because, you know, it means a lot to us, uh, this business. And um, it's a livelihood as well as everything else, you know. Um, and you're used, we're all, well, we're all kind of used to inflation of two, three the last few years. Then, then previously you'd be 10 or 11%. But never, never inflation in the hundreds of percentage points. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit nuts, all right. Um, I suppose there is factors like, as I say, the war. And do you get do you get any help? Any state uh, help? No, no. I mean, the government came out with something in the budget where they would they said that they would give forty percent of the increase in the raise of your rate, but okay. they haven't formalised it yet. Oh, have they not? No. Yeah. They're working on it, but they said they'd definitely help out somehow. But uh, as yet. Um, our accountants are saying no when they inquired about it. They haven't actually, haven't uh, formalised it yet. It's on the way, apparently. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Well, something's on the way. You could be on the way out. I know you're. <laughs> I know you're not. You're not going to give in. But you, does your bank manager or whatever? You I don't know. Do these bank managers actually exist? But like, does your accountant or whatever say to you, "Listen, Alan, face face reality." Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had that conversation this morning. Yeah. So, um, and what did you say? You said what you just said to me. I've been doing it for 40 years. I'll do yeah. it. Head down, arse up, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Keep fair, going. Fair play to you. What are your bookings like now coming up to Christmas? As I said, the next couple of weeks, the, the, the last two weeks, Christmas Eve is very busy. I mean, um, that's regular customers from last year. And that last two weeks is, is fairly booked. But uh, this week isn't. You know, and the beginning of next week isn't, you know. Um, But we get there. I'm sure people are just holding on, you know, everybody's, my own um, uh, opinion is everybody's just hanging on, you know, and picking their dates to go out. And are you, uh, uh, don't answer this if you don't want to, um, but are you the last to be paid? Of course. (laughs) That's the way it works. When you work for yourself, that's the way it works. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Okay, okay, it's Carl Kelly's and Cooper's and BlackRock. Electricity bill for 57 days went from went to 38,282, 670 a day for electricity. And the previous bill was in the region of, what, three or four grand? Yeah, yeah, three. 
Okay, yeah. Alan, keep the faith. Bad day in <laughs> bad day in Black Rock if you ever close down. So don't, don't. No, no, we won't. Okay, okay. Thanks a million. Yeah, okay, Catherine's on. Catherine, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon, Joe. Yuri, um, I Yuri have great sympathy yeah. for that gentleman in, with his business. Yeah. But um, just to say to you that similarly, it is affecting the the ordinary Joe housewife or shopper, let's put it that way, in the yeah. street and anyone who has obviously got bills coming through the door, I would normally allow in my budget for an ESB bill anything from 150 to 170. Okay. Now, if I was away on holidays, I'd expect the lower. But, um, you know, I would prepare to have it covered in my account because it's paid for my account, my my banking account. But, oh. um it jumped from 169, which would be the kind of highest, really, in recent mm. times, to 289. Okay. <laughs> I really had a heart attack when it came through the door, but however, so I'm one of the lucky ones. My husband and I are pensioners, and, you know, we live a very... Not not restricted, but yeah. we don't live the high life by any means, and I, I budget in advance for bills that are going to come through the door because um, I'm of a generation, as is my husband, whereby you pay pay whatever is owed and you live on the rest. But for instance, now, um, that's the ESB bill and that's a definite. That's going to come no matter what once you use it. But I I drink um, a particular uh, cheap brand of water with a little bit of flavour in it and I was buying it in the supermarket yeah. all along now for quite a number of years for in or around 35 cent. Okay. It jumped from 35 cent to 55 overnight. The same with butter. Butter was mm. coming in at the cheap butter now. The, like I would buy, I would yeah, shop the, around as best the, I could. The and brand, the yeah. cheapest pound of butter that I could buy was coming in at around 2.19. Okay. Now, there used to be offers on in some of the supermarkets that you'd get it maybe at a certain time. One yeah, week it yeah. might be a little cheaper to be on offer. But that that went from um, 2.19 to, I think it jumped, the first week it jumped was 2.45. Okay. But it is now 3, at the cheapest that I can buy it, is 3.45. And you heard what no, I... I couldn't, keep, yeah. I couldn't keep that up because... Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy when you add them all together. It's okay if it's only one item, but it isn't. It's it's on the smallest little things that you kind of take for granted. And um, I I mean I just don't know. I mean I would be I'm the person that looks after the finances in this house, and you mm-hmm. know we, we we would never have gone kind of mad over what we could afford. We we any... owe a few bob maybe to the credit union, but. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's just crazy. You, is there anything you've cut back on? Sorry, Joe, I'm having trouble okay, hearing is there you. A, is there anything you've cut back on? Oh, I've cut back on, we've cut back on loads of things. Um, I used to turn the immersion on maybe for a half an hour, uh, depending now on, um, you yeah. know, what it was yeah, needed for. Yeah, yeah. I'd turn it on automatically for a half an hour on the clock every day. I don't do that anymore. And and that was just a half an hour. And, <laughs> um, you know, um, we we really wouldn't travel. We ha- we do have a car, but um, the the uh, amount it costs now, even to run the twelve miles into li- the city of Limerick to shop, is you y- you wouldn't instead of doing it every week now. Ju- we just try and do it maybe once every three weeks, or yeah. if necessary, once every maybe two weeks. It's just it. It's just everything, you know. It's it. It. It's not that it has sneaked up on us. It's that it has jumped out at us like yeah, something scary in Halloween. Good point. Very you know, very well put. Because Alan's electricity bill went yeah. from just under five grand to thirty eight thousand. Well, that's what so, made me ring, you know, because I said, the "Well, fright. look, if can you that imagine the fright? Is in business. Yeah. He's getting." 
he's getting um, like he's working on a business so therefore he's buying wholesale for his goods yeah. that he's presenting to the public he can't get away from his EFB bill if he's going to keep his business going he can't get away from his gas bill if he's going to keep his business going so what does he do? But how, unless he has the customers who haven't got the money to come out and pay the bill in his restaurant, then, you know, the circle goes round eventually. Well, there, yeah. There's a very old old proverb or whatever saying what goes around comes around. But you know something? It, it's going to come around next year. I, I feel very, very, very uncomfortable for young people who this year got a surprise from the government to help them with their new ESB bills, their new fuel bills, their new... I mean, what are they going to do next year when it's part of our norm? Yeah. What are they? Yeah, their, yeah. their wages are not going up. You know, I mean, we, my, my husband and I went to Limerick now on Friday to buy fuel. Um, we, we would use um, turf briquettes and the, the lignite briquettes uh, in, a, in our stove. And uh, what was costing four ninety nine right. for a bale of, of the Bordenamona briquettes is at the cheapest now, six euro. Nine seventy nine or ninety seven, one or the other. I'm sorry, it may yeah, be no, seventy nine yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, if you're buying ten bales, that's another ten euro. Where do you get the other ten euro on top of everything else? So what do you do? Go to bed for the day, stay in bed for the day. Yeah. The doctors are telling you get out and exercise and blah blah sure, blah. Yeah. That's all fine if you yeah. can do that. But I mean, what if you're not able to do that for lots of reasons. I don't know. I just despair. Uh, I, I, it's it's. Well, it's incalculable yeah. how much it's how much more we are, are going to find ourselves in in debt, and that's what worries me. That people have done it in the past, and they'll do it again because it's human nature. And people will get more and more into debt that they won't be able to to, um, to sort in the end. You know, you I heard, mean, you heard Alan worrying, worrying about the new year. Everything. Um, this is it. I mean, do you know? I met a gentleman in a, one of the sh- shops on Friday, and we were just tick tacking because we were much of an age. And he just said to me, "Do you know? I used to always be saying, I wish I was younger. I wish I was younger." He said, "Now I'm saying, thanks be to the Lord of God, I'm on a pension because at least I know what I can do without, and there's mm-hmm. not going to be anything coming that's going to really give me a dreadful shock unless something serious happens." And he said, "I can, you know, I can make do." just about on what I have. He said, I, I'm so glad I'm old. And do you know something? Yeah. I agreed with him. Because, I mean, if you have to go to work, I, I lived 12 miles outside the city. I worked in the city mm-hmm. for for all the years that I worked in. You know, if you have to get in your car and go into work, like you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you heard Alan's stoicism there. He said, I'm just going to keep going as long as yes. I can keep going. Which is incredible, well, and he well, works for himself, what, so that means he's the last to be paid if it's all. What, what option does he have? He doesn't yeah. have any option. He's self-employed. He probably doesn't have any social protection. I, I, I know years ago, if you were self-employed, you didn't you didn't have anything yeah, to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have had family and business myself. But like, what do what do you do? I I. And do you think I, do you, do, do I you, have no answers? Okay, and Catherine, do you think people see the bigger picture back to February twenty fourth when Putin invaded Ukraine? Do people see the bigger picture? Or, I know there's riots in Morocco at the moment over the cost of living. Every every I, c- I city in the world is in turmoil over the cost of living. And then I think that we, as just as humans, really, you know. The more we see, the more we want. The more we want, the bigger the problem mm-hmm. becomes. And we get to a stage then where it's almost like not wanting to uh, let the side down in case your neighbours might see. You know, we're we're great at boasting mm-hmm. about what we got and what we had and where we went. and But, like, the world has become such a small place for such a big place 
Sure, we're not taking care of any of it, really. We're not taking care of the actual earth itself. Mm. And, I mean, that's going to definitely come around. What goes around comes around. It's definitely going to come around in years to come. And not that far away for the generations that are coming up now. I mean, what's out there? You know, young people on jobs that are only guaranteed for whatever, 12 months maybe. There's no bank going to give you a mortgage. What are you going? What are you looking forward to when you get older? I mean, when I was young, I always looked forward to having a house of my own, having kids, having grandkids, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But there's no there, the possibilities of having those things as a norm are becoming fewer and fewer. You know, it's yeah. it, it's just it. I I find it very depressing. Anyway, I I. I just say to myself, yeah, thank God we went through all of our own um, hiccups growing up and in our in our mm-hmm. purchasing of a home, etc. Because, I mean, I have an only child. She went to England years ago. Okay. Um, but she's she said the same thing. You know, she said, absolutely, Mum. She said, it's becoming crazy over here. She said, it's just becoming crazy. So when, it's the yeah. same, obviously, in other countries. I mean, it's not yeah. just Ireland; it's obvious. But you, you know, see, we're such I, a great I, country for yeah, giving here, to here, others. We are brilliant, yeah. And we, so, well, yeah. I reckon we're probably the best, actually, yeah. well, in the yeah. world. You know, but like, you can't give if you don't have. Yeah. So, so there is always the domino effect, and that's the scary part because. But you How see, Alan's. I know that. I'm, I'm going back to Alan's. I'm paraphrasing Alan. Alan's basically saying, if you're going through hell, which he is in his business at the moment, the the key is to try and keep going, keep moving, keep going. But anyway, it's a difficult, well, difficult time. God loves, Price God loves a trier. But yeah. where is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? I don't even see any rainbows at the moment. That's the problem. Okay. Okay. Even if we had a rainbow... That well, what gives you joy in life, on. Catherine? Not a lot. Ah, my, no, don't say My that. child and my grandchildren, Yeah, okay. to be honest. And I'm, not to mention my husband. Only for him, I'm afraid I, I'd uh, be probably floating the clouds in the sky. There isn't really a lot, because when you can't... When you can't be comfortable with spending... A small mm. amount even of money on something that is frivolous. If you're not comfortable with that, then where is the joy? Where, where apart from the norm where you go out, you can have a yeah, walk and yeah, you admire yeah, the yeah. birds singing and, you know, but like, that's that's not the be end and all end of life. I mean, why do we work if, if, if that's going to be it? You know, I mean, like for instance, now my husband and I went to see Garth Brooks. Okay. I haven't been at a concert for years and it was fantastic that the actual price of the tickets was so low. It was mm-hmm. a very low amount of money in comparison yeah, yeah. to some of the. But like we love our music, absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, but like at a hundred and something a ticket for some of the venues, and then to have to travel maybe to Dublin or Cork oh, no, no, or. No, no. Ordinary people just can't do that. I couldn't be doing that on a regular basis. I mean, we went to that book because we were 40 years married and we treated ourselves. We actually went the five nights. We really blew the budget. But, like, that's once in maybe, I don't know, 10 years for a concert. And that's just a concert, you know. I mean, young people love their music and they're by nature should do too and love their times out maybe at night time for a drink or something but that's you know even the, the okay. pubs in the country are all gone now nearly all gone you you, you wouldn't hear cars remember to, yeah well, tomorrow, tomorrow will come as Garth Brooks was saying oh, tomorrow, tomorrow always comes yeah. but my my <laughs> my thing at the moment is deal with today but plan for tomorrow. Okay, do you want to hear? But you want to hear a comparison with prices in the states? Larkin Collins, Larkin. Good afternoon. Hiya, Joe. How are you? Where were you? Were high flying? Where were you? Well, myself and a couple of buddies, we went to uh, see the Grand Canyon, and uh, we thought okay. it'd be wrong not to go to Vegas as well while we were there. Okay. Yes. And uh, we had a few points on the first night, and the next day, 
I went down looking for a coffee, you know, just to, yeah. just to kind of wake myself up. And I, I, I don't normally go to uh, the famous uh, Starbucks, but uh, there was nowhere else. And as I was queuing, I looked up at the board, and a cappuccino was the cheapest item, and it was $6.50. And then my buddy oh, joined wow. me, and we were, we were looking at it, and we worked out the tax would be six ninety. then. It would bring it to, and you'd have to give a dollar tip. Say, yeah, so okay. it would be $8 for a cappuccino. Oh so we, we just, you know, we just, ah, here. Forget about yeah. that, like you know. Forget but we were in um, we were in New York as well, and uh, we had six drinks between the three of us. We weren't going mad, and the bill was eighty one dollars, eighty euro. Now, like if, if someone charged eighty euro for six drinks in Dublin, there'd be a, a mini riot. Be, yeah. But I just hope that's not yeah, a portent of uh, things, things to, come to come now. In uh, well, in, uh, in Catherine, you're nearly after giving Catherine a cardiac locker. Sorry, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it's quite all right, Arkham, because, you know, in a in a sad way, we're heading, that's where we're heading. Yeah, well, you know, because I also think there's a sort of a tendency to blame, you know, for, for major capitalists uh, to, to blame everything, Brexit, uh, COVID and uh, the war mm-hmm. in Ukraine for, for no, the price I- of, of a chicken wing, which which it doesn't, uh, it doesn't totally ring in true. In some I think cases... Some, yeah. But Larkin, in some cases, um, when when things go wrong because of a particular reason, be it the war, God help us, in Ukraine or whatever it is, you know, there are always those two that will jump on the bandwagon. There's That's true. And, That's true. and then when when once when maybe a compatriot or uh, you know someone in the same business sees somebody charging. Six euro for a cappuccino. Well, if they're charging six euro, why can't we charge five euro? And we're no, 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 no. Yeah, and it just, yeah. it just rockets. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, but, I do but, think but, in the world today, greed has a huge place. Yeah, but how come these Elon but, Musk's and all these guys telling us how much millions they're making? But is, it, is it a good sign? I know uh, you can't you can't compare the states now for petrol because fuel uh, gas over there is so much cheaper. But like, how come the prices at the pumps have come down to one sixty, one seventy? How come it hasn't been? They might have come down, Joe. But if you notice. They're nearly all the same. I, I keep saying, yeah, you're right, actually, when yeah. I'm passing them, I keep saying, cartel, cartel, cartel. Yeah. Where's all yeah. the talk about yeah. the cartels okay. now? You because are you are right, because I'm looking strange. I'm looking at the price, the price They're here. They're all the same. Yeah. 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 One, how can a litre be 199.9? Nine, you know, everywhere. Like, Everywhere, everywhere, yeah. and actually okay. it's the same in the states. Now I can't remember how much the the gas was, but it was about about half the price nearly that we're paying. But the oh, Americans yeah, were they, going crazy oh, over yeah, it. Yeah, that's like they just think sure. they're being they're being robbed blind. So but in fairness, in fairness, Catherine, now don't get too cast down. I know oh, it's right. awful, and I tell <laughs> you why because Larkin Collins runs. He's a historian. But if it's the same Larkin Collins, I recognise the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he runs in 1960. Now, we are in measure. I don't want to get, get all dewy-eyed and have people uh, with all their right. fiddles. <laughs> but we are immeasurably better off than we were in 19... The beginning Joe, of the I last century. It, yes. Our, yeah. I do not deny that. But, Joe, we gave our younger generations yeah. too much of an expectation. It's not their fault either that they want everything okay. and that they should have everything. Look... You, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be fantastic with these uh, twitters and tweets and all those things because I just, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. First, I wouldn't be interested, but secondly, I'm afraid my uh, interest in those things is kind of nil. But like, just look at all the talk on different uh, forums about these tweeters and these influencers mm-hmm. and whatever. We would have called those normal people years ago. Now they're influencers. <laughs> okay, we did now that last influ- week. You okay, Catherine, I'm afraid. About- yeah, Catherine, Catherine. Yes. Are you going to actually sing me a song or something? Brighten me up. Yeah, I know things are I would, awful. And I would if I could, but I can't. Okay. Um, but anyway, don't be too cast down. I know it's no, difficult. I'm, I'm and very have, glad I'm, I'm you, a pensioner and, and you, I'm an old per- older and you, person. And you're in great voice and sounds like you're in good fettle. 
I am today. On yeah. other days, well, uh, okay. if I haven't taken my tablets, I'd be a different person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Send us a few of those tablets. Thanks, Catherine um, and Limerick and Larkin Collins in Dublin. Joe with RTE.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. And Joe with RTE.ie. Uh, we were going on... Uh, due to callers on Thursday and Friday about the absence of taxis. You would have heard a long report on the This Week programme on RTE yesterday. Um, long report, but very few answers from the National Transport Authority, despite Gavin Jennings' best best forensic efforts, as per usual. This is a, an email we got this morning about another incident, a uh, late-night incident uh, emanating from Dublin at the weekend. Joe. I was listening to the woman on your show on Friday who struggled to get a taxi home from Dublin city centre and what a frightening, upsetting experience she had. Little did I think that the dangers for a woman trying to get home after a night out would come to my front door. We live about 30 miles from Dublin and my daughter was at a college Christmas party. She got the late night bus home and I arranged to pick her up from the bus stop as I didn't want her walking the final leg of her journey home alone at 1.30am. As I arrived to collect her, I saw three young, intoxicated men get off the bus behind her. They were leering at her. They were trying to touch her hair. Then they started kicking the back of the bus and calling after my daughter. And to my horror, began to follow her as she started to walk home. Luckily, I pulled up and I got her home safely. Of course, I'm not saying these men would have harmed my daughter, but it's the implied threat, the air of danger, the feeling of vulnerability that was in the air. When she got into the car, she told me the bus was packed and a guy vomited twice beside her. All in all, a dreadful experience and so difficult for one bus driver to control. So what's the option for women who just want to go on a night out? Meeting friends, going to gigs, having a bop. It's such an important, formative part of growing up and enjoying life. I know I certainly did it, but something has changed. I'm now insisting my daughter doesn't put herself in this situation again and stays at home. It's simply too dangerous and unpredictable to go out in Dublin. What has this country come to when getting a taxi or a bus is just too risky for young women? And by the way, you're lucky getting a late night bus because they only operate two nights a week and they're very, very limited. The Dublin bus has 120 routes during the day. It has 12 very, very minimal routes, uh, two nights a week, Saturday and Sunday. And some of them are, are every two hours. Just basically you get a bus at midnight, you can get a bus at two o'clock, and I think then you can get a, another bus at three o'clock. But that's the end of it. Andrea is a taxi man in Dublin. Andrea, good afternoon. How are you, Joe? Good afternoon. Good. How, how, you're, you're 12 years a nighttime taxi driver in Dublin. What's it like? Um, to be honest with you, it, 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 look... Many years ago, the, the poison of choice was alcohol. Mm. And this day and age, obviously, they have a different poison, different substances. So you're dealing with different issues. Um, years ago, you could reason with customers, you know, if they had a couple of pints on them, Joe. Now, forget it. You know, we, we are in the age mm. of Dutch cams now where we run a private forum, the National Taxi Forum, and we get to see some of the carry-on over the weekends now. You know, assaulting cars, uh, people assaulting the cars themselves or damaging, uh, vandalizing cars because the taxi driver might simply have an, uh, another passenger in. And have you ever endured, Andrea, personal? Oh, I've been headbutted, punched, um, spat on, my windows being smashed, my doors being kicked in, my, um, my mirrors have been knocked off. You know, nothing new, nothing surprising. And would you get, would you get out of your taxi? And risk the uh, probability of getting assaulted by three or four uh, young fellas. Not a hope. I have a family to feed. I have a mortgage to pay. Wow. Yeah. So uh, when I, I know, look, there seems to be an argument at the moment there's not enough taxis out there or a minimal amount of taxis yeah. at night time. Um, a, it's very difficult to get the drivers out when you see what's going on at night time. So if I drove you around for an mm. hour on a Friday or Saturday or a.m., and seeing the carry, kind of carry on. You know, this guy's jumping on top of your vehicle, for God's sake, in Camden Street and Harcourt Street. And dancing is, all over vehicles. What's, what's this phrase you use? It's someone, shanks. What, what yeah, uh, two guys with shanks in the back of the car, would you believe? Shanks would be the equivalent of a knife, but a made-up knife. Okay, okay, with tape around one there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God only knows why. I wasn't going to ask why. Um, but that's, that's the dangers you face at night time. And just constantly ongoing. 
You know, we we have um, we, we've seen look everybody the the, the videos have done the circulation of all the WhatsApp groups of uh, taxi drivers being assaulted by three or four fellas in the car. Yeah. Another situation where an African driver, an African member of ours, not only was he racially abused, but he was punched several times in the face. Now that went to court. Uh, obviously, the sad spill from the solicitor regarding yeah. this young man's future. Uh, 300 euros in a poor box and bound to the piece. Now, he okay. indiscriminately yeah. punched this taxi driver yeah. several times in the face with no concern at the probability that this taxi driver would get so severely injured that he wouldn't be able to support his family, pay his yeah. mortgage, pay his rent. He had absolutely no consideration. And unfortunately, the courts agreed with him. And then we heard, we heard live on Friday, was it, one taxi driver sitting in Sackville Place there off O'Connell Street. That's my rank. Uh, uh, yes, Sackville Street. And um, he'd, uh, on O'Connell Street, he'd been punched in the face by yeah. a, a road rage idiot. Uh, yeah. And then as he was sitting there talking to us, he said there was a man and a woman. This was at two o'clock, half two on Friday. There was a man and a woman openly fighting on O'Connell Street, drawing blood from each other. Oh, yeah. Nothing new. Nothing. Sure, you had a story on, I think, earlier. I'm sorry if I can't remember yeah. which, uh, which radio show it was, about the opening, openly dealing of drugs all across O'Connor yeah, Street. Yeah, I saw that at the weekend, that cafe yeah, it, and it, it's, it, it, it's not discreet anymore, Joe. They do it out in, the, in public. We see it every day. They're not afraid. Yeah. You know, you, you watch the, the guards that got beaten up there in Ballyfermot. Yeah. I mean, what chance yeah. do you think a taxi man has in 2 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, yeah. Before fellas in the back. They don't care. Let me bring in Carl, Carl Roughly. Carl um, contacted us. Carl, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Joe, to you oh, and your listeners. Uh, um, what, what, are you, what are you witnessing? You're a DJ, a disc jockey. Yeah, well, I'm a basically a DJ based in the Midlands here, and um, I've just noticed this year that there's a lot more uh, ignorance with some punters towards staff in hotels, mm-hmm. um, bars, you know, that they're very, very hard to deal with, that they could be very boisterous. And I was urging people mostly, if they're going out over the Christmas, to their Christmas parties, weddings, whatever they want to, to be, you know, to be nice to the staff and realise that they're under pressure, they're working, they're trying to make a living, this is their job, you know, and there's certain jobs, you know, that people are involved, as that taxi driver there, DJs, doormen, everyone's involved in the entertainment business. Now, we're all only out trying to make a few bob and that is be a bit easier for us the people who are more, you know, well-behaved probably and a little bit more mannerly. I noticed that a lot of the younger staff in the hotels sometimes can get a lot of um, verbal abuse and yes, stuff like yeah. that. People with too much drink in them. And, you know, like, it's just that these young people probably trying to put themselves through college. In the extreme as you can get staff that are in their 60s and 70s waitress and waiter lovely people, salt to the earth, and, you know, just to be a little bit more pleasant to them, and not as demanding. That's basically it, Joe. Andre, I'm just wondering, I'll come back to you say, Carl, Andre, I'm just wondering, how many judges use taxis or late-night buses or taxis late, and I don't know, maybe that's not the answer either, but um, just the experience to be, to be beaten up like that on your livelihood and your man to get 300 quid into the poor box... Uh, it's not the first time, Joe. I can I can recite just thousands of bloody stories. What we do is we run a, a private taxi forum, the okay. NTF, the National Taxi Forum. So every weekend we get to see these stories. You also get to view a lot of the, the, the bloody carry-on that goes on. Remember when we opened up after COVID? Yeah, and of course, three, yeah. three or four taxis were danced on. Remember, there was guys dancing all over the bonnet oh, and the window and the roof of the car. Uh, all across Temple Bar. We helped a couple of those drivers. One of the drivers, uh, the guy in the Merck at the bottom of uh, Georgia Street, the damages to his car was over €3,500, Joe. Now, if he had to claim that on his insurance, that's his no-claims bonus gone, that's his livelihood gone. You you see where we're coming from, Joe? We need... There's a case at the moment in New York where... uh, a customer assaulted a taxi driver. He's looking at 15 years in prison. Here, if you assault and racially abuse a taxi driver, and it's on dash cam footage, you have all the evidence you want, and he gets mm. 300 quid in a poor box. 
you know, yeah. you can see why yeah. taxi drivers yeah. have been uh, dro- driven away from the industry. Anyway, nobody, nobody seems to be unduly in, in power. Nobody seems to be unduly upset about the current situation at night time. I know we get a, an outbreak of outrage every few months, especially if there's, the issue, if, yeah. if there's images on the television or whatever and people are tripping over each other to well, get let, in let their soundbite. But no one's doing anything about it. Even, even right. the basic thing, the basic okay, so thing we, like public transport is... is Joe, loose. every Monday morning we wake up to the usual taxi bashing. You know, not enough taxis. Where are the bloody taxis, yeah, you know? Yeah. Now, keep in mind, when these people come into town on a Friday and Saturday night, they're brought in by a tram system, they're brought in by a bus yeah. system. They're abandoned by those other yeah. modes of transport. So we're the last people standing basically so and we you, get assaulted and, abuse and you, on. you don't get it the taxi driver doesn't get a massive state subsidy as transport as for yeah. ireland do of and course, don't seem to be just no sense of urgency whatsoever no in the to provision provide a, 20, of, a, a late yeah. night bus service as well Not at all. You know, like, actually i remember the bus unions uh, citing um danger to their members we're doing this every Friday and Saturday night show. Yeah, and at least now, I, know, I hope it's enough, at least now, and rightly so, the bus drivers are behind a pretty uh, pretty impressive uh, barrier in the, when you get on the bus, or indeed on the Lewis, but nobody seems to be bothered with the fact that we don't have, despite, I think Anne Graham used the phrase yesterday, we have a large number of Nightlink services. There no, are 120 don't. bus routes in Dublin. There are 12 Nightlink services on two nights a week. Two nights a week. 12 services on two nights a week. Some of them, just to be clear, some of them, I, I, I was saying, oh, they only run on the hour every year. Some of them don't even run on the hour. They run at midnight, two o'clock, and that's the end of it. Well, can that's I throw you a quick figure, it. Joe? It's a just, joke. Just quick, just quick, two quick figures that we have, okay? Let's say 100,000 people come into town on Saturday evening. Now, yeah. throughout the hours, we bring in probably 15% of that. Between 10 and 50%, between 10 and 15,000 people. All right. The bus services, tram services, the, the, the mammy and daddy giving lifts, bring in the rest. Yeah. When they all come out of their various clubs and pubs, they've been abandoned by the bus services, by the tram services, and then we're responsible for 100% of them, which is yeah. impossible. You know, it's a two-hour window where you have all this spilling out, and look... Yeah. yeah, they've been let down, and I know. And remember, when you go into a pub or a club in Dublin or a restaurant, if if and if you spend a hundred quid, a fair proportion of hundred quid goes to Pascal Donoghue in taxation and VAT, etc. The state has some responsibility. Some responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, Andrea. Thanks. Thanks, thanks indeed, Joe. and Carl thanks Ruffley, Thanks also, Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Back to rip-off Republic. Geraldine Corker and Geraldine Clancilla in Dublin. What happened? Hi, Joe. How are you, Keith? Good, good, good. Um, Joe, um, last week, myself and my girlfriend were in town. Two okay. L was out on the, on going out for a meal. Yeah, great. And uh, we were in Dublin 7. So we said we'd pop into one of the pubs there have a, a drink. Where's Dublin 7? Cabra, Stony Batter, Fisbury. Yeah, Stony Batter. Yeah, yeah that area. Stony Batter, okay. Yeah, that area. So, okay, so I know it's an up-and-coming area now at the moment and all the rest, but we went in anyway. And lovely pub. We were the only people in because it was early evening, you know. But uh, they were obviously getting ready for a nice evening and they had it lovely. But we went in and lads served us at the bar and the two of us decided we'd have a glass of white wine each. Yeah, yeah. So we asked us what did we want, which one we want, and we said Sauvignon Blanc, great. And um, my friend said, I'll get this drink and handed in a 50 mm-hmm. euros, you know. So the lad said, he came back and he apologised. He said, I'm sorry to give you all this change. He said, not many people are paying by cash anymore, you know. That's fine. Yeah, okay. We said, but uh, you left us short. And he says, what do you mean? And we said, well, we're only after getting 29 euros back out of out of 50. And he said, oh, yeah, uh, I should have told you. The glass of wine is 10.50 a glass. 10.50 a glass. And was, it, was it a goldfish bowl? <laughs> no. A normal-sized glass. A normal-sized glass of wine. 10.50. Now he apologised and he was very nice and he said, look, I can't even afford to go out anymore on my wages. But in 
in uh, Dublin Seven. Yep. And well, just just go back. Your mind's eye do the size, do the amount in the glass. How many glasses in a bottle do you reckon? Oh, the usual, I suppose. You'd Five, get, six. It, it, of their sizes, you'd get six anyway. Six. Yeah. If it was me pouring out the glass, you'd only get two. But you know oh, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so six tens or sixty six fives. So that that bottle of wine is sixty three yeah. quid. Yeah, yeah. Now isn't that amazing? And like the, we and, 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 and does the I bulk... mean, I don't know what was it. Was it a fantastic wine or? Yeah. Anything? What do you tell me? Did the bouquet linger? Was there a nose? Was there a, an <laughs> aftertaste? Right. Give me I the notes. I tell you what, Bob. Was it? A, was it? Was it? Orgasmic. It was the smell of empty pockets walking out that of there. That was the smell of no Honest, money in your in your bag. Honest you know? to God, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ten fifty is not ludicrous. Like I was saying there, to Brenda earlier on your researcher there. Yeah. The um, you know, only a few months ago you could go into a pub and. Well, you're talking about maybe last summer or something. You know, you go in and get yeah. you'd get a, a bottle, a small bottle of wine. You know, the small ones they have, and you'd get it for five, five, five yeah, fifty. Yeah. Then it suddenly starts going up into six and seven euros. But like ten fifty has to be taken the biscuit. Well, there is. I'm looking on a web a website here now, uh, yeah. and um, it has the most expensive bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. Right, this is a, this yeah. is in Ireland now, and it's a great company, great company yeah. called Wines Direct. Now yeah. they, they would sell you a case. Wait for this, a case of Sauvignon Blanc, and that includes all the taxes in Ireland, which yes. are the highest in Europe, as you know. The case mm. of Sauvignon Blanc will will cost you 190 quid. That's to you in in your house. That's not wholesale. Yeah. So, but you're yeah. saying that pub was charging effectively inter alio, yeah. ipso facto. Sixty-three Inter- euros. Sixty-three quid. Yeah, for a glass of or for a bottle of wine. Okay. You know, where, where and God it? only knows. I know. I know they have to make a little profit on it, but that's that's really bad. You know, just really bad. You, you couldn't get it. You couldn't afford. Like we really couldn't have afforded to have another drink there. You know. Yeah. You couldn't. What could you do? And was it a beautiful you know, atmosphere? And was there poets in the corner? And was there someone on a harp <laughs> in the background? And someone gently fair, playing so, the cello? To, and to be to be fair, the staff were beautiful. Okay. And 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 the pub was was beautiful. They had it um, re- dressed and ready for, for Christmas yeah. that evening. Yeah, it was lovely, lovely. Now, but it was just a little pub, and you know, I think. Um, in Stony Batter, end of the story, you know. And if a Stony Batter is definitely vegan wine you're probably getting, and a bottle of vegan Sauvignon Blanc, uh, <laughs> given a Stony Batter is the coolest place in the world, we're told, a, car, a, a bottle of vegan Sauvignon Blanc uh, will cost set you back €12. Euro. Oh, really? A really? bottle, that's a really? full bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's there gay, you go. Where's gay Brock? I mean, like, if, guess... if you're in, like, if you're in Little Dunn's Tesco's, yeah. you could pick it the same, a bottle, a good bottle of around it. eight euros. It would, you drive, know? It would drive you to drink. Gay, <laughs> gay Brocklesby. Yes, gay. Yes, yes go yes. ahead, gay. Please. And um, when I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and she's from abroad, she's in an extremely high-powered job in a high-powered industry. Yeah. Lovely person, family and so on. And I said to her, by the way, I'll go to an office party. She said, I'm not really sure if I go. Well, why not, I said. And she said, because, well, she said she's very low. She loves Ireland. She would never criticise yeah. the culture at all. She said, well, you know the way it is with drinks, she said. I'm not really, you know, it's really difficult or something. I said, oh, you mean people get drunk? Well, she, well yes, mm-hmm. they do shit in her company. Now, this is a very top-notch country. They company, they give them three, I think it's three vouchers each in the venue to have a drink each. And she said, the boss came around and noticed she wasn't drinking or she had nothing or one okay. drink or something and said to her, um, well, you're not, I said, well, no, I'm not really interested in drinking alcohol much. And she was eating the food and enjoying the day and all the rest of it. And she just handed her three more vouchers. Now, I just think this free, that you have to have drink to enjoy an evening. And if you're not, we'll help you to have more drink to enjoy it more. I lived in Italy for six years 
I never, ever saw an Italian drunk in a public place, ever. I saw loads of foreigners from time to time. But I, I was mm-hmm. there even during the World Cup, that Italian 90 in Rome. I yeah. didn't see a solitary, fair enough, I didn't see an Irish person drunk in Rome, I'm glad to say. But I didn't see an Italian drunk. The reason is, they have a wonderful word in Italian, which is called brutta figura. Brutta, brutta figura. figura. Brutta figura making a bad figure like a mad giving a bad impression of yourself so if I now spat at you or wipe my nose all over your handkerchief or something and they would say oh root that figure in other words I was making a sh- I was shameful in my behaviour we need a word like that in our English language here I think because root figure Brute yeah. Brute Brute the means making it, you know. Well, I tell you, Gay, where you've never seen anyone drunk in Ireland, unless they're millionaires, is in Stony Batter. 10 50 <laughs> for a small glass of wine. You'd have to mortgage your house to get locked but up. But it is expensive often because of taxes. And why we have taxes is because we can't restrict our, our, our drinking. And usually it's not expensive. They don't need to tax people not to drink. They just don't abuse alcohol in Italy, by and large, in a public place. They may do at home, I don't know. But they certainly don't yeah. in the public place. And that's what we need to change. We've changed the culture. You never hear now people talking having one for the road, do you? Ever. People never say, oh, take one for the road. That was extremely common. And way back when I worked in road safety, I suggested we change the language around drink. So we changed that phrase and said, no true friend would ever offer you a drink for the road. And you don't hear it now. So we need to change Mm -hmm. how we view drink in our culture of enjoyment because we're fantastically friendly, funny, enjoyable people. But this drink thing is really, really getting up everybody's nose who isn't part of it including Irish people like that taxi man earlier that you had on. I mean, it is dread. I'm ashamed I talk to, I'm involved a lot with Muslims, but Muslims are often a taxi man. Can you just imagine what they think when they see particularly women drunk? Can you imagine what they think? Never mind, we should all think about it, but I mean, I just feel ashamed. Well, how do we manage them? We have, as Geraldine has just um, illustrated there, we have the most expensive... You won't pay ten fifty for a glass of maybe in in outside the Vatican you will in Rome, but you won't pay that in a a normal bar in Italy ten fifty for a mi- miserly glass. That's exactly what I'm saying to you. For a thimbleful, the point is they don't need to tax it. So, so, they don't need to tax people to stop them drinking, or I mean, other than well, partial health, I suppose. Because they don't abuse drink by and large in public. Drink is not something. I mean, people will put drink on you whether you want it or not. They'll get you a drink at a bar or another drink without even asking you. They wouldn't do it with mashed potato, would they? Yeah, you've lost me there now, Gay. Well, they wouldn't get things other than alcohol. They wouldn't go and buy you an extra dessert whether you wanted it or not. Yeah, well, they wouldn't go and buy you an extra main course or soup or something. they yeah, ask you, would you like one? But here yes. they'd often, until recently anyway, would get you another asher getting around round of drinks and they'd just buy you another one. I mean, okay. it, they're forced to... Pe- the culture is encouraging us all to drink unwisely. That's the point I'm making. And we need to reform the culture. Yeah, we live in a country, it's lashing rain out today. It's freezing. You know it's what I mean? A, it's freezing. Can you imagine, if you don't mind me saying so, what's like in Ukraine? Which we still I know, that, I know, I know. That, they're really loving the rain that, compared to what they're going through. Okay, we're going I'll through nothing. Well, you have a, me there, you have me there. I was just going to say, in, in Italy... Anyway, it's a different lifestyle because it's a it's completely... It's mighty cold in Italy. In Rome, it's mighty cold in know, the winter gener- than it is here. Gener- OK, but I'm not going to win any argument here today. It is cold. Frank no, Sinatra. I've lived there. Okay, Frank Sinatra <laughs> sings one for my baby and one more for the road. He doesn't sing one for my baby and can I have an extra scoop of mash. He's talking <laughs> about drink. Drink. <laughs> drink. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at rt.ie. Ray O'Connor. Ray, what's happened? How are you? Uh, Well, maybe if we can sort this out, we might brighten it up. But it it doesn't look look all that um, favourable at the minute. Multitrip.com. Not to be confused with VHI Multitrip. No. This is Multitrip.com. What have they gone and done on you, Ray? Very simple. I have used Multitrip, Joe, probably for about 10 years for travelling. My wife and I are retired and we occasionally are lucky enough to get away for maybe once or twice or occasionally, maybe three times a year and happy to be able to do so. 
But just a couple of days ago, I got uh-huh. a little email from Multitrip, and the single line that's important is, an insured person has exceeded the maximum age we can offer cover for. Ah. There's no punctuation at the end of far. It's a badly constructed sentence, but essentially what it means is they're telling me to shag off. That's that's not just a crime against grammar. <laughs> they're saying, <laughs> saying if you hit 76, good luck. They won't insure you under any circumstances. Absolutely. Now... Let me just let me just continue. So I got a little bit in a huff over this and I called multitrip.com and I got through very quickly, I might add, to a very nice lady and she said, really sorry about that, but there's nothing I can do. And I said, well, I, can I speak to a supervisor or a manager or something like that? And they said, no. Uh, what we'll do is we'll log mm-hmm. your complaint and you'll hear from somebody uh, maybe within the next five, ten, ten days. But in a manner of speaking, she said, I wouldn't be holding my breath, in, you know, for you to get multi-trip at your age, in a manner of speaking. Uh, and uh, very briefly, the following day, I got a call mm-hmm. from multi-trip. I was actually quite sure, because I wasn't able to take your call the day I, I, I originally rang, that the, the particular thing had featured. But I got a call uh, from Multitrip to say, oh, Mr. O'Connor, this is Multitrip here, and we see that you've been declined. But here's what we can do. Mm -hmm. We can't offer you Multitrip, but we can offer you a single trip at a time. Okay, how much is that now? (laughs) So really what they don't want is to give me the discount that applies on Multitrip. But they're quite happy to take my money every time. I travel. Obviously, maybe they're afraid I'm going to keel over when I come home and I won't be around to avail of the discount. So I was I was really annoyed about that. Uh, and I just looked up a couple of things on the web uh, about discrimination on, on uh, because you're, you're elderly or mm. for whatever other reason, but basically uh, discrimination based on your age. And... Uh, you know, it's all over the place. And in a particular judgment, I found out uh, that the Equality Tribunal way back in 2003 well done, said well done. the refusal of insurance is you cannot discriminate on age grounds under the Equal Status Act. So, did you say this to multitrip.com? It's ageism. And but did you? St- we 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 won't because you weren't able to talk to anybody. Were you able to put this to multitrip.com? This is ageism. Yes, I did. And they said, "This is the policy of our company." And when of, you hit sixty-six, you just can't get multitrip. Seventy-six. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Seventy. Yeah, yeah I wish I was fifty-six. Seventy-six. Yeah, but seventy-six is the new sixty-six. Well, would you tell that to multitrip? <laughs> I mean, like, well, I've now, hang on, I've now to make it clear, I'm told, that Leia have no... I never said Leia have nothing to do with multi-trip. What's this about? I said VHI have nothing to do with multi-trip. No. It's called multi-trip. It's called multi-trip.com. I think, Joe, what happens here is various insurance companies, like, for example, I have my car and house and things like that insured with Aviva, and I shouldn't be mentioning but anyway. Don't, don't uh, and they will offer, they will yeah. offer uh, insurance, travel insurance, uh, free. Uh, you know, as part of your okay. your other insurance uh, providing, you have a few things insured with them. Now, the cover mightn't be exactly what a 76-year-old might want. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I would normally take out multi because they cover pretty much, you know, and it's good and it's not terribly uh-huh. expensive. Uh, but... Um, and I, 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 I'm, I'm, I have also taken the lid on, on other occasions, and their insurance is quite good as well. Uh, but this particular one, I was really more annoyed about the fact uh, that this thing really smacks of ageism in a terrible way at a time, really, yeah, you know, when yeah. older people well, are we'll fitter, get, We'll get on to them. We'll get on to multitrip.com, not to be confused with Leia multitrip.com, no. not to be no. confused with VHI multitrip.com, yeah. just... Uh, just we go on to multitrip.com. Yeah. I think they're based. No. Where are they based? Uh, oh, I think they're based in Dublin, Joe, somewhere. Okay, okay. we'll find out. Um, anyway, um, no, uh, they're the multitrip.com that came up with the 76 uh, yeah. uh, out, out the door and they came up with the sentence an insured person has exceeded the maximum age we can offer cover for. That's yeah. the sentence. 
That the first thing I learned in high babies in Parmesan St. Larkin School in Parmesan, we were only in the hall because we had no proper accommodation. Alice Taylor, each yeah, heart out. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, thing yeah, we yeah. learned was Mr. Sweeney, and Mrs. Ward actually told us, you never finish a sentence in the word for. Correct. Am I correct? Correct, absolutely. That's what I learned in secondary school as well, and I got my knuckles wrapped for it. Proceed, proceed, Ray. We let we let you know if you don't let us know what happened. Okay. And a happy Christmas Eve. Thanks, Ray. That's Ray O'Connor in Salt Hill. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Berna, good afternoon. The price Berna. of what Hi, about, Joe. where were you? What happened? I was in a restaurant in Dublin about a month ago with my sisters and we were having a meal and we wanted to order a bottle of red wine. Mm -hmm. The cheapest red wine on the menu was €38, right? Now, my sister recognised one of the wines from Dunn's, actually, from the supermarket. And so when we got, when we we didn't order that one, but we ordered another one. But when we got the wine, I took a photo of the label and I Googled it. And the same exact wine was €13.50 in O'Brien's. So they're marking it up by nearly €25, Euro, which really made us angry. Now, we didn't say anything. We no, but did you, in fairness, now, did you hear Alan earlier on? His yes. Running around, I don't know how much wine is in Alan's place, uh, but like, the, the overheads are just incredible. It's crazy. Now, and the re- one of the reasons, I, I, I wanted to air this for a while because I've noticed since COVID particularly that we used to be able to get a bottle of wine, a house wine, for 18, maybe 20 euro. But no, since COVID, it's all... Oh, no, you don't anymore yeah. anymore. The house wines are 24, 25 euro now. And if some of them lucky, are just not good lucky, quality. If you're lucky, yeah. if you're yeah. lucky, if yeah. you're lucky, if yeah. you're lucky. Where's Michael? I, mean, I had to stay there, Bairn. I want you to listen. Okay. We all need Michael today if he... If he uh, sticks to what he's, what he's written to us. He's in Winchester, Massachusetts, the United States of America. Michael, good afternoon. And tell us why we should all be, and I agree, we should all be on our hands and knees grateful we live in this country. Go ahead, Michael. Hey, Joe. Good afternoon. It's a yeah. pleasure to talk to you. I, I love listening to your show. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I live just outside Boston in Hamilton, Massachusetts. Okay. And um, thanks for the opportunity to talk. Yeah, I, I was just over there recently, actually a couple of times this year. And um, I do think people there have a lot to um, be happy about. Um, okay. You know, some of the things I wanted to just point out was... Um, High property taxes. We pay an exorbitant amount of property tax over here, thousands of dollars a year. I heard that lady talk about, I think it was the cost of a glass of wine. A glass of wine is typically around $12 here, plus you have to pay a tip, which is, say, another $2. So that's $14 there for the glass. Not to mention healthcare costs. Oh yeah. Um, another huge thing is university costs. Uh, I'd say the average yeah. price is about fifty-five, sixty thousand a year over here, at least in the Boston area. Wow. Um, and then if you're, yeah, what about what about welfare? If you pensions, old age pensions, and social welfare, and if you're unemployed or like the Medicare, the the medical system is atrocious, isn't it? Well, the medical is unless, uh, sorry, unless, unless you have money. That's what I mean. Unless you have money, or you have yeah, you yeah, have a yeah. healthcare through your employment. Well, that might be true, but you know, um, I think you know, I think here in the states we have the best of the best and probably the worst of the worst. Um, okay. Taking healthcare, I know in Boston the healthcare is absolutely fabulous. Um, I'm alive today because of the healthcare in Boston. Okay. I had uh, leukemia a few years back. And um, I was noticing, you know, um, I see those stories from the Lourdes Hospital in Drada, which I think was 12 ambulances yeah, the photograph, just sitting yeah. idle there because there's no trolley beds. Yeah, yeah well, that, that can be... But anyway, you, you say we pay in the States, you pay crazy property taxes, healthcare costs, and um, you still think Ireland is a good country. Oh, absolutely. Warts and all, yeah. Warts I mean, and you know, all, yeah. You know, there's, there's, the grass is not always green, right? There's good things here, there's good things there. But I think, yeah. you know, overall, both of us in both places should be happy with our loss. Um, but you see, Michael, we're, we're, uh, she, she, um, it, it is, we, are, we were used to 
um, you know, everything going up by two or three percent every year, and a couple of years it was ten percent. But we've never we've never been hit by a hundred percent, two hundred percent. They get the the energy bills are just astonishing, jaw dropping. Yeah, they're so bad they're laughable. You know, you hear yeah, that man. No, you hear I'm... that man to start the program. His energy, his ESB bill went from four grand to thirty eight thousand for fifty seven days. That's yeah, just... I did hear that. That that yeah. is absolutely absurd. Yeah, that's that's as crazy. I just there's no logic to that whatsoever. But you're you're you. I presume you're. Well, I know you have your own oil and fracking and all that. But I presume your bills, your energy bills, haven't. I know they went up, but they went up compared to here minimally, and they went up. But that's so, such a big deal in the states that it nearly became uh, an election. Well, it was an election issue there in the midterms, the cost of living. But like energy is still relatively cheap in the states, isn't it, compared to here? Um, well, I heard that gentleman talk about the price of petrol, for example, and he yeah. compared it to the price of petrol over here. And I just did a comparison of that, actually, when I was over in Ireland, because somebody asked me about that. And it is true that petrol or gas, as we call it here, is about half the price that it is in Ireland. But the thing you have to remember is the cars we have here don't even get half the miles per gallon that the cars in Ireland get. So at the end of the day, it actually costs more over here. Yeah, well, I I thought it was a big move in the States for more fuel-efficient cars. But anyway... Um, yeah, not big enough. Not big enough. Not. What are you doing for Christmas, Michael? Oh, just hanging around with the family. Um, have uh, my uh, in-laws up here. Um, they're coming up from Connecticut and New York, and spending the time uh, with the family here. Okay. Wish I could be back in Ireland, but okay. What part? Of, what part of Ireland are you from? Uh, Dundalk, Joe. Oh, okay, only up the road. Okay. Yeah, and just you, outside Dundalk. So you wear, but, but I, I take that point about the trolleys and the ambulances. And the, it's an incredible photograph. I think there's about fifteen ambulances in the car park, isn't there? Um, in that yeah, hospital. Yeah, I just yeah. saw that. Well, I, I just, you know, it's well, just that terrible. Just like that. Okay. People okay. call nine 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 and can't get get yeah, service. You know. Okay, Michael. Stay safe and happy. Happy Christmas. By the way, Little Live Line is back this year due to popular demand for one day only, Friday the 23rd of December. On the eve of Christmas Eve, we're asking Little Live Line, as we did it last year, you take over the programme to review your favourite book, songs, poetry, uh, new game you want off Santa, whatever. You can review something you saw this year. But basically, it's uh, you giving your view on the world that we live in. Um, If you'd like to... um, have a chat with us. Uh, please tell your parents, obviously, or versa visa. Um, have a little. Ch- will you will you email us at joe at rte.ie and just put little live line in the uh, in the subject box. Back tomorrow, one forty five. Fergus Weenie produced Ray Darcy's next. Oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five stays open until three fifteen p.m. Or email joe at rte.ie. 